2: Well, so my
3: recommendation
2: is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight.
3: Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 122, covering Sight Unseen, which is Stargate Season 6, episode 13. Hopefully that reasonably long, but unflagged intro will give Mike time enough to think to something to say in reply. A long pause. Good evening, everybody.
0: (laughs) That was deliberate. It was deliberate, you're right. We've had a bit of fun tonight. We've had Alan pestering me. Come online, come online. Let's record. So what happens? I come online to record. Oh bugger! He can't find the DVD. <laughs> so an hour later, we're actually starting to record, which surprisingly is more entertaining than this episode was. Really? You'll find out.
3: <laughs> I need better storage arrangements. Do you? Well, clearly, if I can get a disc vanishing purely because I pay someone to come in and tidy the house up. No, that's true. Put it away somewhere safe. Now, if we do that, I'll never find the bloody thing. <laughs> What I need to do is take this room, which is literally at the point now where the boxes are threatening to overwhelm my desk area, Yeah. and my stepladder, and chuck the boxes into the attic.
0: That's what the attic is for.
3: Yes. I have to say, because I've stayed in four and five star hotels for assorted cons, and A, you never use the facilities. Generally, at most conventions, the first uh, panel or event kicks off around nine and stuff doesn't wrap till about 8 or 9 o'clock at night. The only reason we booked these hotels for the cons is because they're the only places to have conference rooms large enough to stuff between 8 and 1,100 people into. Yeah. And I stayed in an Ibis. They're budget hotels, and it was excellent. Claire looked after me. It went above and beyond, because she's that interested in service and customers. I was impressed. Dedication like that doesn't last long in the business. She looks about 27. Oh, and I had a look at IMDb. I didn't realise the actual age difference between Michael and Jennifer. Jennifer, who's blonde and very pretty, was born in 1974, and Michael was born in 1956.
0: I have no idea who you're talking about.
3: Michael Bean, a.k.a. Kyle Reese in Terminator. Okay, how does that carry on? They were both at the con. I chatted to Jennifer half an hour. Jennifer played Kendra in Dark Angel. Well, that's going back a bit. 2000, which, given that she was born in 74, would have made her in her early 20s then. Well, mid-20s. She was nice and pleasant. It was all pure business. It's amazing how many people I went up to at the weekend and said, oh, listen to my podcast. And I got, well, listen to ours. (laughs) Play our promo. We have promo. Some of the guys organised them.
4: This is the following the
3: nerd
5: podcast.
3: There are a huge number of sci-fi geeks that are podcasting. It's a crowded marketplace, and thankfully, you
0: know, very few people actually use podcasting to make a living, so it's not really a problem.
3: I think Ken Batchelder's wife wants to know when he's actually going to get paid for it. <laughs> I asked him on Skype chat, the other night, Ken Batchelder, if you're looking this in, is possibly the hardest working man in podcasting. And I said, there's a point in writing on this, but how many podcasts are you actually in regularly? My friend says five. Me, I disagree. I say 12. He actually listed 12. He said, there's five that actually does regularly, but there's another, I said, well, if you appear on them more than once every four episodes, then you count as a regular.
0: Was it on Google or something?
3: No, it was on his wall, actually. Ah, that would be where I read it then. (laughs) The point was a lie. I was just trying to encourage him to respond. Whereas Claudia and Pat were an absolute delight, and I was going to say earlier, Claudia is Ivanova. The way she talks, the way she actually constructs sentences, the pauses that she puts in words, the way language is delivered is Claudia. Yeah. What they actually said in the Q&A was that after about five or six months, Joe began to incorporate aspects of their personalities into the characters.
0: Oh, it's pretty common though, ain't it?
3: Well, yeah, we've got a long-running show. And they were asked in the Q&A, is there any show you'd like to do now? And they both responded in unison, obviously practiced beforehand, Game of Thrones. I also got to chat with Christian, who plays Hodor. And there's a photograph, I'll I'll probably put it up tonight. The man is six foot 11. I'm five eight in the evening, maybe five nine in the morning. And there's a photograph of me standing beside him, and I'm somewhere between his belly button and the solar plexus. Because he's sitting down, you can't really tell. And he stands up, and I'm like, holy crap.
0: He stands up, and he, Keep standing up.
3: He said to me, it's not all him, it's a prosthetic. <laughs> well, you can understand. I mean, at what point would you bring it up?
0: <laughs> well, that's an interesting question, isn't it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I also nicknamed, slightly quoting from Pat's book, I nicknamed the area that they were all sitting around behind tables in the petting zoo. <laughs> well, she said when she's sitting at a table, she doesn't want to be sitting at a table. She wants to be up around the con and having fun. Yeah you know claudia was unfortunately told that her friend had given her a dance with dragons and said just watch the series then you can read this and i was like so it's about 100 pages in she'd be confused and i said no claudia you've got about two and a half thousand pages of previous books to read <laughs> before you get to this one
5: the flashbulb podcast three to ten minutes of fiction brought to you thrice weekly from cosmic horrors to fisticuffs, fast cars, and smart mouths, we've got a chill for every spine. Find it all at flashpulp.com or search for it on iTunes.
0: <laughs> oh, I meant to ask you, what's this new book Terry's coming out this year?
3: Oh, uh, that's a collaboration with Stephen Baxter. All oh, right. And his other book is Non Discworld, but he said. It's Discworld without being Discworld, because the time period is sort of, you know, Victorian London, so, which is more or less where Discworld is at technologically and, I suppose, societally. I asked PJ Holden, he said, well, what, w- what would you like me to draw? And I said, what would you enjoy drawing most? Which seemed to catch him off guard. I <laughs> suppose he was not off guard, you know, like, draw whatever you'd like. I'm interested in the art. I admire anyone who can draw, so, you know, draw what you want. So he did dread. And I said to him, okay, if I give you an extra X amount of money, can you actually post that to me? Because if I try and carry it back to the hotel, I'm afraid it'll get smudged or bent or otherwise damaged. And I'd rather it didn't.
4: Come
3: Okay, line is duly paused. While I was searching for disc four, I found disc one and two. (laughs) Ah, lovely.
0: (laughs) Yeah, finish your crisps before we start recording.
3: Okay, recording. You used to making a rattling noise to complement the one I made.
0: No, I just scrunching up a piece of paper I'd done with.
3: Okay then. If we're good to go.
0: Yeah, let's jump right into it.
3: Ever three, Iverado, Iverhane, new clicky. <coughs> uh stock footage.
0: Yes, God bless stock footage.
3: That's our stock footage. Yeah, blue light. That's not that shady either is it? Who's that? No. I've no idea who that is. He's new. Maybe he won a competition. Receiving SG1's IDC, sir. Request permission
0: to open the iris. Do it. Always nice to see Walter.
3: I gotta wonder though, if they've keyed the IDC under combat conditions. And he's like, yeah, well we open it or not, yeah. Oh, uh, SG1 seems to be down a team member. Oh. Ah, desert gear.
0: They've been to the beach.
5: Welcome home, sg one How did it go? Ah, General, you know how I love those sandy planets. The wind was most pleasant. (laughs) Jaffa sarcasm at its finest, General. Yes? There wasn't much left
6: to study.
1: Most of what used to be there has been eaten away by sandstorms, but we did find evidence suggesting that it was some sort of science outpost or observatory built by the ancients.
2: I take it that's the artifact you mentioned.
3: Well, that looks
0: just plain dangerous.
3: Doesn't it? It's sort of reactor, all glowy and kind of Let's blow up now.
1: All I know is that it's emitting energy.
6: It was hidden in an underground chamber just below the main section of the ruins. When I tried picking it up, the crystal started glowing.
1: Touching it must have somehow activated it.
6: I'm amazed you were able to pick it up. It looks heavy.
3: Well, that's ancient stuff. It could be ultra light materials.
1: As I said when we reported in, my initial scans indicate that the energy it's emitting is harmless. That in itself makes it worthy of study as a potential power source, sir. Colonel! What?
3: there you don't see that? Oop, Jonas is hallucinating. No, what if what? Or is he? Just disappeared into the wall. He does sound a bit crazy, doesn't he? No, I'd end credits at that point. Or beginning credits. What did?
6: I don't know, something. It was an alien creature of some kind. You didn't see it? It was right there. It was right there, General.
0: No, we don't deal with alien creatures.
5: This is
2: happening. I want a class one security lockdown to the base, as of now. This is not a drill. Repeat. This is not a drill.
0: Yes. Lock the command personnel in the gate room. <laughs> Jack's wondering, come and get a shower, the sun gets everywhere. I see. Jack's wondering, come and get a shower, the sun gets everywhere. I see. Wow, what an exciting beginning.
3: Yeah, look, it's a something. Okay then.
0: Sight unseen. Written by Ron Wilkinson, teleplayed by Damien Kindler, and directed by Peter West. Think, think, oh yeah. Season 6, episode 13, premiered December the 11th, 2002, in the UK. The American uh, broadcast was January the 17th, 2003, and Our Friends Down Under got it in September the 4th, 2003. So then they had to wait eight months. Bless them. It shares its name with episodes of Charmed. Crossing Jordan Eureka The Kamish, Invisible Man Surprising <laughs> Bordertown Becca And The Flash So a popular name Surprisingly
3: I must dig that out Which The Flash
4: Hmm
3: There's nothing there Jealous You're a crazy boy
2: That's work. work. In the past six hours Security teams have swept the base Three times They found no trace Whatsoever Of the creature You described
1: you're certain what you saw disappeared into the wall?
6: Yeah. I mean, isn't it possible that something followed us back through the gate?
0: It's very possible. Come on. <laughs> They've been doing this for six years. Yeah. They should be open to pretty much every possibility. Hmm. Although the general is right, you know, after you've done a complete sweep of the base and nothing turns up. But without
2: any further evidence, I have no choice but to return the base to normal operating status. Yes, sir. I understand. SG 1's had a particularly busy mission schedule lately. I believe you are all do for some downtime. I suggest you take it, starting right now.
0: Dismissed. Ooh, time off. Yeah. A suggestion from a general is pretty much... You will have time off.
1: You only saw a flash of this creature. Are you sure it wasn't some kind of hallucination?
6: Oh, yeah. You're suggesting I'm delusional? No.
5: No, it's just... possible. You were seeing something that wasn't entirely... (laughs) Yes, that's what we're suggesting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jack tried to worm his way out of it.
3: Jack really couldn't think of another way of saying that, could he?
0: I say the problem is with Jonas and his Nequadria research, there's some form there.
1: Jonas, we're just concerned about you.
0: Colonel,
6: there was something alive down there. Yes, yes, I'm sure it
3: was. It was real. Thank God. That's a colour I can only describe as lemon. It's a bit dull for lemon.
1: Jonas is probably suffering from stress. This is all still pretty new to him.
5: You could come with.
1: Sir?
3: Fishing.
5: Yes. Fishing, Carter. I'm going fishing.
1: You know I'm planning on studying the artifact.
5: Yes. It's always something, isn't it?
1: Oh, come on, sir. We both know the only reason you asked is because you knew I had something else to do. No, really, I think
5: you should come.
0: Fish, fish some
5: more.
0: Mhm. Poor Jack. <laughs> Nobody ever wants to fish with Jack. Well,
3: <laughs> it's not as if we can avoid Tilk again. No, Tilk is never going back. <laughs> never ever. Ooh, ancient control crystals. They look a bit garish They look a bit cartoony, truthfully. Yeah. yeah. It's all gone a bit Disney. To
1: be honest, I find this more relaxing. <laughs> How
6: you doing? Oh. Uh, the possibility of being insane has been interfering with my ability to relax.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, it probably would, wouldn't it, James? <laughs> you crazy, boy.
1: But the truth is, I still have no idea what we're dealing with. Now, I've scanned it with X-rays, ultraviolet, mild EM pulses. Nothing has had even the slightest effect on the particles it's emitting.
0: Now, perhaps because you didn't know what it was, you shouldn't have brought it back. Yeah. Left it where it was and send a
3: science team there. I mean... Didn't you learn from the bowl thing? Yeah, true. <laughs> and numerous other artifacts we've brought back which have caused <laughs> severe and wide-ranging consequences.
0: That's it, Jonas. Get your excuses in straight away. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, dear.
0: But we do have a, a base reference. So. Ah! Ah! What? It is nice CGI, though. Yes. I'll give him that.
3: You're telling me that you don't see that? But it is obviously CGI. They look like Mandelbrot sets on the back.
6: Mm, yeah. It's right there, in front of you.
0: Hit it, Jonas! Hit it. Get a book. Yeek. Mm. Okay. There's definitely something wrong with me. They should be standing on a stool, <laughs> girly squealing.
4: No evidence of brain damage from exposure to nuclear radiation. No indication of any viruses or toxins in your system. CAT scan, MRIs, blood work, all came back clean. He's in perfect health. Physically? That's all I can say definitively.
3: Sure, at such an angle that Janet doesn't look time quite time as tiny as time time we know she really is.
0: Janet gets an office, which is basically just the infirmary redressed. Surely the infirmary is her office.
2: Unfortunately, until we find out exactly what's going on, I have no choice but to remove you from active
6: duty effective immediately.
0: Because you're special, Janus. Maybe because he's the only one of his kind on the base.
6: Only started when we return with the device. What are you suggesting? I know that I can't go on any more missions, that's fine, but at least give me permission to, to continue researching the device with Major Carter. I mean, there has to be a connection here.
0: Oh, dear. Yeah, the device is at fault. Device, Bit of coincidence.
3: Huge bloody coincidence.
2: Until someone presents hard evidence, we have to assume it's a coincidence. I haven't even started translating the writing. You'll have to do that from video reference. The device is being shipped to Area 51.
0: That's not good. And Major Carter
3: doesn't know what the hell it is. Nope. We shouldn't let it leave the base. If only say Teo could see stuff as well. <laughs>
6: I can't believe they're gonna ship it out of here for further study. We barely got a crack at figuring out what it is.
3: I don't remember watching this episode the first time, so this may well be the first time I've actually looked at it. All right. This whole scene was shot on a steady cam with
0: a camera guy walking backwards. Oh.
3: My back is throbbing in uh,
0: sympathy.
6: No offense, Tilk, but it doesn't quite have the same effect on me. No other plans? Colonel O'Neill requested that I accompany him on a fishing excursion. Ah, I guess I'm the only one he didn't invite. You are not permitted to leave the base. Still, I'd be extremely happy that he did not ask. Why? You don't like fishing?
3: This is a significant pause.
6: No. Hmm. Well,
0: seeing as how I've read every. One of the clever bits is actually to sync all the dialogue with the actual position of the camera so when they get to the end of the corridor where there literally is no more corridor Mm -hmm. tilt spot or something what you're looking at tilt and it makes a noise as well you wouldn't have thought that he looks mesmerised You saw that? Indeed Neat
3: Jack in civvy mode it seems to have, uh, unless the lemon short is underneath the What the hell colour is that jacket?
0: Tan. Teal. Oh, Teal's more greenish. Actually looks a nice little part of the country. And of course it's been raining, but what can you expect? <laughs>
3: it's Canada.
5: <laughs> hey there. You just uh, caught me fixing a carburetor. I didn't even hear you pull in. That's not a problem. You sure? It's a a full service station. You know the price includes yours truly. I got it, thanks. All
7: right.
0: Yeah, it's probably a a dollar a gallon. Those were the days. Mm
7: -hmm. What do you get,
5: like four or five miles to the gallon in this thing?
0: Yeah, it's a pig.
5: (laughs) I'm more of an El Camino fan myself. Things are like catnip to the ladies. Don't I know
0: it? That's one hell of a wing mirror, isn't it? Yes. And this is Vernon, played by Jody uh, Resicott. Mm-hmm. He's been in Flash Gordon, Nikita, Blood Ties, so all the usual Canadian genre series. Live bait, I'll say. Yes. <laughs> Oh, come on, Jack. You should have pulled out a 12 gauge at least. When he's yeah. inside
5: my in lockbox under the counter. Not gonna rob you. Just get down. Getting
3: down.
0: And bullet holes appearing in the sign. Nice touch.
3: That's Jack's reaction to anything, isn't it?
0: Half the time it's a right reaction.
3: I'm not gonna kill you. Get up.
5: Colonel Jack O'Neill, US Air Force. Did you see anything? Ah, uh, just my life. Flashing before my eyes. What the hell were you shooting at? It's
0: classified.
5: Classified. Well, you could tell me.
0: I never give you a real name when you take pot shots at anything.
5: O'Neill for Hammond. I served in the mm. Gulf. What division? Motor pool. Yeah.
7: <laughs> oh man, we sign!
3: <laughs> what caliber are those things? To what holes that size in the bloody sign? Well, I imagine the glass actually fractured as well, so it made it look like a bigger hole. Hmm. I guess Jack's gonna go, ah, Jonas, not crazy. I just saw
5: something fairly interesting. Well, that means they breach base well,
2: container. Sir?
5: We're seeing them here, too. They're everywhere.
0: Uh, he's got the books out. Why not turn a light on? Seriously. I know we've seen Jonas
3: working in the dark before, but this is ridiculous. Well, CSI Vegas had kicked off at this point, hadn't it? So they obviously figured, yes, we need to shoot in the dark and shine little torches and things. Or else
0: they figured that the model shop had done so much work <laughs> lighting the uh, device,
3: we've got to use it.
0: Yes. It'll upset them
3: if we don't. You'll be lit by the light of the device, but well, I can't read. Yes, but you're acting, you don't need to actually read the books.
6: Uh, <laughs> other level.
1: What about another dimension?
3: That could work. Karen strikes me as someone who no, would genuinely read the books. I own a couple of prop books from movies and the only stuff they insert is usually the pages which have to be displayed to the rest standard
6: book. Working as fast as I can, believe me.
1: I know. General Hammond wants a full report as soon as possible.
0: This is almost like a few sentences that are aimed at the fans and the viewers. Yeah. Jonas is doing all right. You like him, really.
1: I'm the one who's sorry. We should Mm. never have doubted you about what you saw in the first place. It's perfectly understandable.
6: I mean, with the whole quadria poisoning... Besides, I am still kind of the new guy.
1: You're part of the team now, and you deserve our respect. You've earned it. Jonas, you're doing a great job. Thanks. Now, figure out what else this thing says.
4: Right.
3: Yes, ma'am. Bit of a hell of a there, wasn't there?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's been on the red phone.
2: Colonel Neal's going to remain in Colorado Springs and coordinate the quarantine.
0: He's been calling his nieces or the president. You know, the president really doesn't want to hear his advisor saying, I ain't got a clue what they are. Mm -hmm. Hopefully
2: these things, whatever they are, haven't gotten too far.
1: Sir, we're not sure we're going to be able to contain them.
6: You had the transfer of the device halted.
1: Yes, sir. And we've learned more.
6: I think I've translated enough of the writings to figure out its purpose.
0: Perhaps... The general should have been told this before he rang the president.
1: Now, while we're not exactly sure what these particles are made of, we think they're somehow triggering an ability to see these creatures. Hopefully, only those exposed to these particles will develop this second sight.
6: Yeah, none of the ciphers that we have fit perfectly, but near as I can understand, the device is meant to allow us to observe beings that exist in a dimension parallel to ours.
1: We think the energy particles the device is emitting create a kind of bleed-through effect giving anyone who's been exposed to them the ability to see into this parallel dimension.
0: Formation, which would have been ideal to learn off-world.
3: Yes, but they didn't have the analysis off-world. Yeah, but they can take everything they had to that. They've done it before. Yeah, but then you wouldn't get the fake tension. And that's the problem.
0: It's ridiculously fake tension. These creatures are, apart from the side effect of people panicking, there's no real threat. We don't know that. Well, nothing's happened so far, has it? Jack shot a sign, but that wasn't the creature's fault.
1: (laughs) If they only exist in their dimension, they can't really do anything to us.
0: Yes, so when you go to the bathroom, think about that.
2: (laughs) However, while the personnel at this facility might be able to deal with seeing interdimensional beings...
1: If the effect of this spreads to the general public, we could have a massive disaster on our hands. People just aren't used to seeing unusual things the way we are. And we can't control when or where a
4: sighting might occur. I mean, imagine on a small scale, a surgeon doing delicate surgery and he's distracted... Or an air traffic controller. Even something as simple as driving a car.
0: Janet looks a little rough. Mm. Although I think hairstyles this season have been a bit all over the place.
6: Mm-hmm. Potential exposure of the Stargate program and trying to explain the situation.
3: Thank you for pointing that out, Jonas. Yes, it'll be sued. Mm-hmm.
1: We've tried, sir.
6: Find a way.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, General, you tell her. He's not messing about.
3: She's not used to him kicked off general mode. Colonel Mio says there haven't been any
2: further reports of sightings
0: outside the base as of
1: yet. We've triangulated most of the sightings to a 500 meter radius around the device.
0: The it lighting of this set uh, has got to, to be to, be to actually highlight the, the machine. It's
6: got to be. Because it's too dark at the The more frequently we'll be seeing our new friends.
1: We've been unable to find any types of controls or switches. The last resort is separating the main crystal core from the unit itself. Hopefully, that will cut its power supply and stop the device from functioning. What are you waiting for?
0: When in right. doubt, Turn it so off. Pull the power. <laughs> Pull the plug.
1: I have no idea what effect pulling the plug will have.
0: Major, if this effect continues to spread.
1: Attempting to remove crystal core.
0: <laughs> yes. Should have thought about that, shouldn't we? Look at that. Lot of sandwiches on the desk. Mm. I'm waiting for. Beer. Well, that was a bit anticlimactic, wasn't it? Yes.
1: My scans are no longer detecting any particle emissions coming from the device.
3: Not exactly a challenging procedure. No, but we've got 25 minutes left, I'm sure something'll happen. They should add one just walking in the background. Ah, <laughs> uh, jello. Jello. No blue jello. I no, it came in yellow. Is that green? It's pale green. What that? No, it didn't. It's yellow.
0: Pretty close to the banana shade.
2: Major Carter. Any sightings? None. My kill no was undisturbed.
1: Well, I think we may have just solved the problem.
0: You've managed to duck a huge issue now. So What's he eating? Pan- Pancakes? It is. Pancake Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> it's appropriate. Probably lots. Take two. Eat another pancake, Jonas. Take 30. <laughs> Jonas? Jonas, wake up.
1: The effect that device had was groundbreaking, Tilk. Once we figure out exactly how to use it... Eventually. These interdimensional creatures are well worth studying.
6: The ancients certainly thought so.
1: They're obviously aware of matter in our dimension on some level, or they wouldn't come to rest on objects we perceive as solid.
6: Plus, they have the ability to pass through solid matter, will.
1: Also, the ones we've encountered seem to lack a behavior that demonstrates a higher intelligence. But that doesn't mean that we can't.
6: <laughs> yeah. Whoa!
0: She saw something, mm. and that was Amanda standing. Not yes, Amanda camera standing. No, Jackie Johnson. Sergeant.
5: Mission time is 24 minutes, 3 seconds. Mal Baby linked to P9X391. It's up and running.
2: Yeah. SG1, this is Hammond. What's your status?
4: Are you picking up anything coming through
5: the wormhole? Negative. No unidentified energy patterns are being detected from your position. Does that mean we're free and clear?
0: Now, that actually looked a pretty good set, considering they filmed it, you know, in the studio. Mm. They've got the fan just off camera. <laughs> Hopefully
4: this will take care of that. It's back where we found it. There doesn't seem to be anything else here that
0: explain what happened with the device. I like the little noises in the background. Oh, yes. It sounds a bit Star Trek-y. Affirmative.
2: We'll re contact in one hour.
0: Hammond out. many <laughs> eggs out. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir.
5: Deactivating wormhole. I'm in my office. Uh, sir.
0: <laughs> Ooh, that, that's a lot of them now.
3: Yeah, dear.
2: Are you certain bringing the device back here was the right decision?
3: <laughs> Can
0: you really ask that now, General?
1: Returning the device to P9X391 should have worked. There's no way it could have been projecting an effect from off-world without the Stargate being active.
0: Then why do we all still possess
2: the ability to see these creatures?
1: Whatever effect the particles have on us must be persistent. Hopefully it's not permanent.
2: The problem is, several new sightings have been reported on base by personnel not previously affected. The situation is getting worse despite your efforts.
0: Come on, hands up. Whose idea was this in the first place? Mm. I'm pretty sure it wasn't Jax or Tilt.
6: Mm. We know that one of the functions of the device was to attract the creatures. And when we shut that down... Or at least thought we shut it down. They seem to go away.
1: I get it. What if the particles being emitted were only what was attracting the creatures? Sure, like, a uh, food.
3: You're right, this isn't a great episode. <laughs>
0: no, it's not, is it there, really? There's not a lot of action in it, and when there isn't action, it's talk, talk, talk. Not interesting talking at that.
3: I'm sitting here thinking, oh dear, I've got 22 minutes of this to go. <laughs>
0: well, it does pick up a little bit in the second half of the episode. Mm-hmm.
3: We got a lot of tweets,
0: but none of them seemed to be directed at us.
6: I was also the first one to touch the device.
0: (laughs) Ha-ha, so it was your fault, Jonas, and we knew it all along.
1: Touching the device could have imparted some kind of charge that would alter our body's electrical field enough to cause the interdimensional bleed-through effect.
0: But
2: that doesn't explain the people who had no direct contact with the device.
1: Unless the charge can be passed on from person to person.
2: Like a contagion. I'm ordering the immediate containment of Colorado Springs and the surrounding area.
1: We'll also need to isolate anyone who could have come in physical contact with any SGC personnel.
0: Sure, sure. That's a problem with ancient technology, as we come to experience in later seasons of other shows in the franchise. Mm -hmm. They don't leave instruction manuals. And Peter West, the director, actually said, you know, when you get a character that says quarantine a whole city, that's when it gets complicated. Glenwood Market isn't actually a petrol station. They had to put the pumps in themselves... And they actually got members of the public pulling in to fill up.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: <Whoa. laughs> That's not what you want on your ham and cheese. Well. With
3: lettuce. Yes. I was about to point out the lettuce, to <laughs> You sensed that, didn't you? I did, yes.
0: This is all second unit work. Annie Makita filmed this.
3: Actually, uh, I noticed that in the commentary on uh, Farscape. They said pilot was never shot by anyone other than second unit.
0: Yeah. Actually, this episode ended up having three camera units. So, mm. you know, quite time sensitive.
3: Mm. Be quiet, Sam. I'm on, the, I'm on the phone to the president. That's pants fit well. Thank you. Whenever we get many shots of characters, yes, the episode is that interesting. <laughs> focused on the completely non-sexy pants. Where's the eagle? They've taken the eagle away. Maybe it's being cleaned.
0: Well, they said in a previous episode, sometimes the eagle, you know, would stuck its head right over the general's head, so they actually removed it on some shots because it was just too distracting, Mm. and this must be one of them. So far, people are buying it.
1: But it won't work for long.
2: This may be our only chance to contain this problem, if we can't.
1: Mass hysteria.
2: This is our mistake, Major. We need to fix it.
1: Yes, sir. Careful.
0: Yes. (laughs) This way up. Interesting. Interesting, yes, Jonas. (laughs) Don't just
3: say interesting, Jonas.
0: Explain. What am I thinking about?
1: (laughs) So we reorder the crystals, we change what the device does.
6: Why else would they be arranged this way?
1: Well, there are a number of configurations to choose from. How do we know which one will elicit the right effect?
0: Trial and error. Very Smallville, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> this could
3: take I'm still halfway through Season 7.
0: <sighs> yeah, I'm tough.
3: <laughs> Me military, man. Shouldn't there be military women, too?
0: Vernon's done a runner. Can't really blame him. Is a go for oh, war He probably thinks he's gone crazy.
5: Alright, leave someone here in case he comes back. Yes, sir.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he is. Didn't run very far, but there's a chain link fence between me and the soldier, so I'll be safe.
1: Hmm.
5: Burn it!
0: Oh. oh, dear. Wow, doing all sorts of new stuff in this show. Oh! Oh, <laughs> oh okay, yeah. <laughs> That'd probably make me crash as well.
3: But why hit the accelerator? Oh, dear. Poor Vernon's sign. Yeah,
0: why not just brake?
6: There there was a huge bug on my car. No, I swear, did anyone see that? The... Huge bug!
3: The driver, Brad Dryborough? mm hmm so the driver is called a Driver. Yes, it's Rosalind. <laughs> inspector. What were they actually? The second unit's cars. Vernon. I see. The commentary didn't say. No, they didn't.
2: You're certain you've reprogrammed the device properly?
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> no definitely not. No, we're not certain. <laughs> well, we still
0: don't know what it does. though. how can we reprogram it? <laughs> but we'll turn it on anyway. What have we got to lose? Well, it hasn't blown up.
3: Yet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're hoping this means it's now programmed to emit a charge that will essentially reverse the effect on us.
0: (laughs) We're hoping. You don't want to hear that from your most senior science officer.
1: Oh, it's green, then. Feel anything? Not
0: really. Do you see anything? No. Do you? You've really got to be looking at the pictures, Mm because those few lines of dialogue are rather suggestive. Okay, Jones is thinking, you're all crazy. I'm the same one.
1: There! Where? Right there, on the device.
6: If there's a creature, right there, then I'm not saying... Mm -hmm. Jonas... How do you like it?
3: Touch me, Jonas. Touch me. Mm. No, Jonas. Touch me somewhere else.
1: <laughs> I think it worked, sir. I'm not seeing it anymore.
3: Well, it works quick. So people just go around hooking Jonas? Well, they can hug Sam now. I was wondering when they'd do that. Well done, oh, well, uh, Major. Don't, <laughs> they, don't <laughs> <Thanks>. congratulate Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not give Jonas any credit whatsoever.
0: That a flat road with the camera tilted or a slanted road? Who cares? I'd probably be a little bit more suspicious of soldiers handing out pills than I would just shaking their hand.
4: Well, sir, from what I can gather, the antidote seems to be working. There have been no new sightings and everyone previously affected is no longer seeing creatures.
2: Good. All we need to do now is spread the cure to Colonel O'Neill and the containment team so they can spread it throughout the exposed area.
4: I recommend using a placebo pill to sell it to the public. And provided the containment holds, we should eventually be able to undo the damage.
5: Hammond. Sir, I have reason to believe an individual I came in contact with has breached the quarantine.
2: Is there anything we can do? Well,
5: get Carter and Jonas on this. The man's name is Vernon Sharp. He's a non-com. Served in the motor pool in the Gulf. See what they come up with.
0: Look at that modern technology.
3: It looks remarkably similar to the headset I'm wearing right now.
0: Which begs the question, why can I hear your audio if we're in a headset?
3: Well, I suppose I could spring for a more expensive one, but I've already invested money in this podcast this year.
0: Well, I shouldn't be able to hear the audio, should I? It should be going from the little speaker into your ear.
3: No, 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 it's on the big speakers. The speaker bit doesn't work. Oh, right.
0: Well, that explains it then. <laughs> How far are you headed? As far as you can take me.
3: Well, I'm picking up a cousin over in Hawthorne County. How's that? Oh, it's fine. I've been
0: it's Raymond Stamm, the driver. He's been in sliders, the commish, and MacGyver. He kind of looks like Bobby. He does a bit,
3: doesn't he? hear about that? People are saying they're seeing monsters. Yeah, I know. Crazy. And away we go. Yes.
1: According to his bank records, Vernon Sharp drained all the money from his account several hours ago.
6: You can get this kind of information on someone this easily.
1: Well, we only use the privilege in certain circumstances. <laughs>
6: <laughs> of course you it. do. <laughs> yes, Jonas. Adults, yes. But using cash in if you believe that. So he's just going to vanish. That makes no sense. What do you mean? Well, he's ex-military. Can't simply be fear of these creatures he's seeing. Uh, what's he running for?
0: Yes, he worked in the motor pool. Hmm.
6: The only way we're going to figure out where he's going is by learning more about him. Can we find out if he has any friends or family in the area?
0: This is what Jonas has been doing all the time. He's stopped watching the Weather Channel. He's watching uh, reruns of CSI and and Order.
3: Except back in 2002, there wouldn't be reruns.
1: Oh, he hasn't done anything, Mrs. Sharp.
7: We're actually just very worried about Vernon. Cookie.
3: Mrs. Sharp,
0: played by Betty Linda.
7: I've been worrying about Vernon since he was a boy. I was the one who raised him after his mother ran off, you know. I'm sure you did a fine job. She was a real floozy, that one. Floozy. (laughs) My Roger never had much taste in women.
6: Mrs. Sharp, we're afraid that your grandson may suspect that the government is after him for the wrong reasons.
7: Why are you after him?
0: Been in Cold Squad, Dead Zone, and way back when, if you remember this, bingo which was, I think, the Canadian version of Benji.
7: Like when he was in the war.
6: What do you mean?
7: The military. They did all kinds of things to those boys while they were over there. Experiments with chemical weapons and such. Messed with their heads good. My Vernon's never been the same. We don't really know anything about that. I'm sure you don't, honey.
0: Oh, dear me.
6: It's very... Very important that we find your grandson. He could be putting other people's lives in danger, (laughs) ma'am.
0: Is she implying that they're a couple? Very much so. Very opinionated little old lady.
1: The truth is, Vernon's exposure to this chemical wasn't an accident. In fact, it wasn't even a chemical.
0: (laughs) Jonas, eh? (laughs) Was it? (laughs) Play along, Jonas, play along.
1: Really? But the thing is... It was created to try and undo what happened to your grandson while he was in the Gulf. Oh, I find that hard to believe. I swear, I wouldn't lie to you. Unfortunately, there were some unexpected side effects to this antidote.
7: Those doctors will be the death of us all. See all those pills I'm supposed to take? I never take any of them. (laughs) We really want to make this right,
1: Mrs. Sharp. And it's not just your grandson's life that's at stake. There could be a lot of other people in danger. I promise, nothing bad will happen to Vernon.
0: I wouldn't believe her either.
7: Well, you seem like a nice enough couple.
6: Oh, we're not.
7: uh, Please, we really want to help.
0: Yes, perhaps you should. (laughs) Oh, dear. You can trust that face.
7: (laughs) Well, Lord knows Vernon needs help. He's not right in the head, that boy.
6: Oh, God bless her.
7: (laughs) We'll do our best.
6: Do you have any idea where he might be?
7: Well, if he's off anywhere, it's to see that Chuck fellow. Chuck? He's trouble. Always has been, always will. I told Vernon straight away that Chuck will lead you to no good.
6: Does Chuck have a last name?
7: I'm sure he does. I just don't know it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Jonas, you're making better headway than it's Jack
3: he is doing. Don't push it, Jonas. Don't... The lookout I gave him there was, yet yeah, one hand would have sufficed. I'd say that squeeze was hard enough to hurt his fingers, and he takes the hint. They were the most intelligent people on the planet are getting the... Getting bamboozled by a lady.
5: Thanks for the lift, huh? Good
3: luck, Vernon. Now let's go into a major population centre. Yay. Oopsie. Oh dear. Beardmont Hawthorne. What the hell is that?
0: It's a local small airport in Vancouver. I think they said it caters mostly to uh, executive Aye. and private air travel.
5: I need a one-way ticket to Las Vegas.
3: <laughs>
0: That's fair enough. If you think the world's going
6: to end, go to Vegas. Yeah. Didn't
3: you see the Nicolas Cage flick leaving Las Vegas?
1: It's just what we need, a conspiracy theorist.
6: I who happens to be right about there being a conspiracy there has been another sighting. Where? A place called Hawthorne County.
1: Any word on Vernon?
2: The affected person in question says he picked up a hitchhiker matching the description of Vernon Sharp.
0: And say so this location, that's what they called a heritage home. There were no set addressing at all. It, what you saw is what it was. Somebody's home? I don't really know what they mean by a heritage home.
3: Hmm. Probably the Canadian version of National Trust. Could be, yeah. Nice location shot, though. Looks a nice sunny day for once. Yeah, it must be the one sunny day in Vancouver.
1: (laughs) Have you been cleared, sir? Yeah,
5: they got somebody down from SGC to shake our hands.
1: Sir, you should know that Vernon could be extremely paranoid. Given his military background, I'd use extreme caution in apprehending him.
5: I'll keep that in mind. Good job, Carter. Thank you, sir.
0: Jack once again being towed along in a trailer, looking like he's driving, so they don't have stagehands rocking the car as they have in the past episodes. Yeah well any rocking will come from that they I've spent a bit of money on this episode, all well, things considered. Yeah. Look at that security. Those were the days, eh? Uh, some things don't change. <laughs> come on. Oh. They actually I let them straight out onto the apron. Really? It's old school, isn't it? You know, a small, local, short-haul airline won't have one of them boarding tubes. I suppose there's a technical term for them.
5: They cancelled my flight, can you believe it? What did they think of the script? What? The second act twist is
1: totally clear.
0: Attention. (laughs) (laughs) Jacob Cross... Surprisingly, he didn't do much acting work.
4: Mm. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. We've just been told the flight has been cancelled. Please return to the terminal where more information will be provided to you.
0: No, he was really paranoid. He is really
3: paranoid. <laughs> Especially with the home fees coming.
0: Never a good sign. See the problem there, Pacific Coastal. Don't really operate in Colorado. <laughs> No. very common in Vancouver I suppose you couldn't be too fussy when you want to uh, lease a plane to film on or around oh. there oh. as you can see it's been raining I mean they got these shots in and out during a pretty heavy uh, rainstorm
3: mm-hmm.
0: I think they said half the time it was still raining because there's a lot of light, the camera's not picking it up
3: Anthony Simcoe was saying that on the second episode of Firescape last night he was like yes Come to Australia, you'll get more sunny day shots than you have anywhere. And they're shooting the second episode, and they just hit down for a week.
0: <laughs> now this is the same hangar they built the 0 two in.
5: Vernon, can't get away.
3: Is that a P fifty nine Lightning? I have no idea. I was like, well, or at least something based on it? Planes were an interest of mine when I was teenager. No, if that's been properly stored, the tow hitch wouldn't still be attached to it.
5: Hey, Vernon! It's Jack O'Neill! Colonel O'Neill!
3: The Air Force! Does Motorpool include the fact that he can start planes? I don't believe so. I think i am try and stretch it to that. No, I think basically just run
0: away to the nearest hangar and hiding out. I say they're a bit tentative filming in this because they had to be careful. I mean, all the planes are released, and obviously any damage.
3: <laughs> yes.
5: The place is surrounded. Yeah, you're telling me those monsters are everywhere.
0: Anderson Air is an actual executive airline. <laughs> I don't know if it's purely a coincidence that they were operating outside of that airport or somebody thought it was a bit of a joke.
3: <laughs> what? A nudge to the X-Files?
0: It's spelled differently, but it's Anderson, isn't it?
3: I suppose so. I was thinking Gillian, not Richard Dean. Right, as you would.
5: Nobody's gonna kill you. It's the Gulf all over again.
3: Only this time it's
5: innocent civilians, too. You're doing scientific research on us against our will. You know, you'll never get away with it. The truth will get out. You know, you're right. Our cover story is bogus.
0: It's probably a good approach. You've got a bloke who's paranoid and a bit of conspiracy freak. You must level with him. I mean, right now, I'm wondering about Colonel O'Neill. Are you an alien?
5: Those creatures you're seeing, they're aliens. Come on. Hey, you wanted the truth. That's it. I work for a top-secret branch of the military that deals with extraterrestrials. That's what you were seeing. You're serious. Yes. Very serious. But the thing is, those things, they're no threat to us. In fact, if you couldn't see them, you wouldn't even know they were there. No, but I am seeing them. In fact, I'm seeing one right now we can make it so you don't.
3: See, that was spooky. Mm. The flying around the head thing? No.
0: Well, yeah, that coupled with Jack, and we can make it so you won't. (laughs) This can't get out.
5: Not yet. The world is not ready to know. So you you just want me to keep it quiet? Well, think about it. Who's going to believe it? I mean, government experiments are one thing, but we're talking aliens
0: here. Yeah, but other people have seen them.
5: Not for long. Besides... They're all buying our country store
0: mm-hmm. Just slip him a few grand Courtesy of Uncle Sam Vernon The
5: country needs you I'm asking you One soldier to another
0: <laughs> Basically you're going to be all by yourself
3: mm. Your country needs you
0: yeah, Behave or we'll tell your granny you've been a bad boy
3: Yeah and she'll make you tea
0: You won't have to We're all clear We've got this big black guy. All he's got to do is touch you. Mm. Oh, if you'd prefer, we have a blonde.
3: Mm.
0: Although I assume, pointing out, Jack's actually got the uh, cure, if you will. That's why he touched his neck. The DP and the director were very pleased with this shot, even though it totally messed about with the continuity of the episode. They just thought it looked fantastic. (laughs) Some things are more important than continuity.
5: (laughs) A place called Melmac. Isn't that where Alpha's from? Oh. Well, oh, you know, on TV, the puppet. Ever saw it?
0: No, okay. kid. Yes. And that was Sight Unseen. And may I say, thank God that's over. <laughs> Yet surprisingly not the worst episode of Stargate ever made.
3: No, it's just kind of boring. I don't actively hate it. The
0: look Gateworld, Gate World, the rating for it is one and a half stars, which is pretty low. Out of five, out of ten. Oh, dear.
3: <laughs> well, you say pretty low, I want to know how long. Well,
0: I'd th- to five. <laughs> to five.
3: <laughs> I don't know how many other people dislike it. It's just 20 minutes. I was, was kind of going, oh God, let this end.
0: This is from Joseph Malosi himself. Boy, did I not like this episode. This, despite actor Jodie Rushicott's brilliant turn as a beguiled Vernon Sharp. My note at the script stage was, so what? I mean, okay, people started glimpsing interdimensional creatures that caused them to freak out, man. But when it came down to it, those alien centipedes really weren't much of a threat. And it pretty much sums it up.
3: Yeah, I'm sure the second unit and the CG people are going, but look, we made pretty. We say this a lot from the production side. It was,
0: you know, high quality television. Uh, The location work, you know, they don't really do a lot of stunt driving on this show, but despite the fact the guy, all he had to do was brake and he'd been fine. Mm. One thing Peter West said again is that putting a little bit more humour into the episodes and I think the show can take it and I think those little few funny moments save this episode from being a total write-off
3: mm-hmm. Well, how many stars did need get?
0: Oh, that's that's interesting, isn't it? is not is that worth checking up on? Go on then, I'll have a look Was it, was it season two?
3: Yes, episode 13, I think
0: Oh, <laughs> that's good
3: i might <laughs> wrong No, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs>
0: I thought you were going to be right then <laughs> no, episode five in season two. That's got two stars. <laughs> the readers of Gateworld actually consider this the worst episode. Oh, dear. But what do they know? They consider messaging the bottle a one-and-a-half-star episode. No, nope. titles don't stay with me. You know, that's giving no- up. That was the ball they brought back, which spiked. Oh, that
3: were good. Yeah, that was a decent episode, that was. Anyway, then. That, fortunately, was sight unseen. And let's hope it remains sight unseen until we do the recap.
0: Yes, that's probably not going to be an episode I have ever, ever, ever watched
3: again. <laughs> Next week's episode, on the other hand, is Smoke and Mirrors, with Senator Kinsey, our favourite slimeball, especially since we seem to have killed off all the other slime balls. No, there's always more slime balls. Priest says, Senator Kinsey suffers an assassination attempt while campaigning for the presidency, and O'Neill is caught on tape leaving the building where the shots are fired, with O'Neill behind bars. Character and journalist must prove his innocence before it's too late.
0: I'm going to say, what's too late? You know, it's not as if they're going (laughs) to execute him right there and then.
3: Well, Ginty would probably push for a full commercial and firing squad. (laughs) He
0: probably will. (laughs) Yeah, with my friend, the general, who's going to be the judge. Impartial,
3: honest. I'll see. I may need some assistance in digging out. he hinted.
0: Okay, then, folks, thanks for... You know, sometimes I really need a run-up at something. (laughs) (laughs) That was Sight of Scene. Next week, the much better episode. Promise. On the next Stargate SG 1.
5: I wonder how far you'd go to stop me from becoming President of the United States. A political assassination.
1: The assassination of Senator Kinsey has sent shockwaves through Washington.
5: Puts O'Neill in the line of fire.
1: The shooter took him out from a hotel room across the street and then just disappeared.
2: And O'Neill is under arrest for the murder of Senator Kinsey. He had the motive.
5: I'm not leaving until I
2: get what I came for.
5: And what are you going to do? He had the opportunity. Well,. I was thinking about shooting you. And they have the evidence. Whether that really is Colonel O'Neill or someone who happens to look exactly like him. Richard Dean Anderson stars. I don't believe this. On the next Stargate SG-1.
3: We'd like to hope that listening to us cringe our way through the episode possibly gave you more enjoyment than watching the episode itself. For those who's commented, because I saw some tweets about Gatecast syncing with the episode, this might be one you might want to listen to without bothering to look at it. (laughs) And if you have comments and or feedback... The
0: Gatecast website can be found at gatecast.facecast.com and has its own feedback and contact form. Links to episodes not on the current RSS feed can be found there as well. Our Facebook and Google Plus groups are listed under The Gatecast. And our Twitter feed goes by The Gatecast, which is one word. We are also listed on the Blueberry Service as the Gatecast, one word, and Cast Roller as the Gatecast. You can also be found on iTunes, and that's one portal where any comments and reviews would be most welcome. Finally, our email address is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com, and even with today's social media network deluge, it's still the most basic and reliable method of contacting us. If you want to be a bit more adventurous, then recording an audio file, MP3 preferable, but it doesn't really matter, and email it to us. It's a great way to interact with us and the rest of the listeners. It also helps when we hear how to pronounce somebody's name. So feel free to send us feedback and any other type of comment about the Stargate franchise, or our own small part of this fandom. Links and pictures are all part of the love of SG-1, SGA and Universe. Retweets, shares and plus ones are always appreciated. That's about it. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. You've been listening to Gatecast, presented by Alan, Mike and Scott. Visitors at gatecast.phasecast.com